guys. Welcome back to the CFI podcast. My name is Philip. I'm the worship director here at CFI. And we continued our series on freedom this week. And I got to teach and talk about how seeking Jesus' presence in everything I do and how choosing to go after his kingdom and what his will is rather than my own helped me step into deeper levels of freedom. So grab a snack, sit back, and hope you guys enjoy. My name is Philip. I work here. I'm the worship director for the first year of high, the high school student ministry stuff. So, yeah, that's me. I'm 22 years old, and I go to Liberty University online. And, oh, wait, did we start recording the podcast? We did? Yeah. Okay, and for all of you on the podcast, what's up? <laughs> Normally, I'm the one that goes and starts it up, so that's why I was like, oh my gosh, do we start it? But, let's go. <laughs> Alright, so, we're doing good, guys? Yeah? yeah. Alright, I'm going to put my message right quick. And, so, tonight, we're talking about freedom. How many of you guys like freedom and being free? Yeah? Everybody should raise your hand. If you don't, then hopefully you won't understand by the end. But, um, yeah, tonight, we're talking about Freedom continuing this awesome series. Logan, man, Logan in the back taught last week and it was fire. Yeah. And Richie taught the week before that and I'm pretty sure it's fire as well. When Richie taught too. Um, but tonight we're going to get a little bit gritty. We're going to get into some. We're going to get a little convicting. And maybe some of you guys are going to. Your feelings might get a little hurt. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But we're going to. We're getting after it tonight. And um, tonight I'm going to be teaching a little different than nor- how I normally would. It's going to be like, we're going to be kind of going in and out of one big story. And that story is basically how I like grew, lived my life and realized what true freedom is and how I came to be walking in it. Does that make sense? So, um, before we like, get going on this crazy story of mine, like, let's, um, I just want to get this out of the way. What the world says that freedom is, like what you would hear freedom defined as by your friends at school or on Instagram or TikTok or whatever you just hear from the world, what the world says freedom is, is wrong. The world and Instagram and all the cool people you follow, I don't know, your social media influencers that you think are cool, all the people you follow that tell you to follow your own truth and be who you want to be and follow your heart and just be yourself, that is not what freedom is. That we're just, we're just gonna get that out of the way real quick. Freedom is not what seeking what you want, it's ultimately just seeking Jesus. We're gonna get into that a little bit later. But yeah, true freedom is found, and I found it in full surrender to Jesus and like laying my life down and just seeking what He wants for me. And um, but I didn't always know that. Um, my, I'm, like I said, I'm 22, so I was born in the year of 2000. The, it was a pretty cool year to be born. I think it was the year of the dragon. Pretty cool. But, um, so I would say from the year 2000 to about 2021, not long ago, I did not realize what true freedom was. I was living a lie. And um, yeah, I grew up coming to church here basically my whole life. I was raised in here along with some of you guys. I remember when some of you were born. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've been here a long time. Like I've been in church my whole life. I've been around Jesus and known who Jesus was. Like as long as I can remember, I've had a relationship with Jesus 
since I can't remember a specific moment. He's just always been there and been a part of my life. But as I got older, um, like uh, in 2021, I realized that um, I was only partially living for Jesus. And I had left Jesus in a box and put that box on the shelf and opened it up on Sundays and Wednesdays and at NTS camp and all the other fun things is when I would open the box with Jesus. And um, not saying, I'm not saying that any of my relationship with Jesus wasn't real before that, because it was. And I had real encounters with Jesus when I had left him inside that box, but just when he was in the box. And then I went and tried to live my life my own way and pursuing things that I wanted, like my own truth and doing the things that I want. Because that's what the world says, do what you want, do whatever makes you happy, do whatever you think is fun. And so that's how I lived my life for a long time. And um, I just remember the moment I decided to, you know, really make that change was because I realized how much, how broken my life actually was. And I ended up, you know, later in high school days making some poor choices, you could say, and just spending some time with people I shouldn't have been hanging out with. And just totally was a different person um, outside of church than I was in church. Like the Philip you saw here on Sunday mornings or on Wednesday nights youth group was not the same person out in the world. It was two different lives. And I eventually learned that if you try to live looking for Jesus and the world at the same time, it don't work. You just kind of, life's going to suck. You're going to feel broken. And, um, and I eventually figured that out and we'll get to me figuring it out and how awesome it was later. But, um, that doesn't mean, like, I was, I don't want to discredit anything God did in my life before I really gave him my full yes. Like, there were still important moments that I had with Jesus um, where I just remember, like, wow, God was really present in that moment. Um, moments where I truly felt free, where I, I was like, wow, this is, like, greater than anything I've ever experienced in the world. I can remember a few moments, because I've always led on the worship team since I was, I auditioned in this room to play rhythm electric guitar when I was 12 years old. And I knew like four chords, and I just put the capo on everywhere, and that was it. But I've been playing guitar and stuff like that since then, and I was probably singing and stuff before that too. So I've just always been like leading worship. But I can remember a few specific moments when I was in high school leading worship that were different than anything I'd ever experienced. And it was because I had encountered the presence of God, and I was totally free and like, those were the moments. Like, there's a few of these moments I can think of. I can think of one really specific one where I led worship after my grandfather passed away, and I was just singing. I don't even know what song it was. <laughs> I think it was, like, Kingdom My Heart or something. But um, I was just so encountered by the Lord so heavily. Like, I was like, this is what it's about. And then I, but then I went on, and I left that in the box. You see what I'm saying? And I had a lot of other moments in life like that where I was really free and I encountered God's presence and I was like, this is it. And then eventually I was about 20 years old when I just found myself in a really broken place. And I finally asked myself, like, I'm tired of being broken. How can I get back to these several moments where I was free? How can I get that more? How can that be my life all the time and not just two times a year when I, whenever it happens, you know? And everything started to change and shift like when I made the decision to be like, I'm done living for the world and I'm just gonna pursue Jesus. And um, that was about summer of 21-ish. So if we rewind like spring to 2021, I was living in Southwest Michigan at my aunt and uncle's house during COVID because there was nowhere to go. And I was like, 
hey, like all my schools online, I'll just be somewhere different. And so I lived with my cousins who I don't who I didn't know very well. I mean, I knew them well, but like I didn't like I would only see them twice a year for like a week at a time. And so it was a good time for me to be with living with my cousins and really get to like really get to know them and spend time with them. And uh, we were getting old, it's like, we're not gonna have time like this, you know, as we get older, it's only gonna get less time, so we need, I need to do this. And through my time living there with my family, I just kind of noticed my older cousin, he was like, I just saw the way that he like lived his life, you know, Jesus was number one, and I was like, man, like, how can I be like, how can I live like this and get this? And um, like through my time there, eventually like near the end of my like five or six months living there, we were walking on the beach at Lake Michigan one time. Super beautiful, great place to encounter Jesus if you're ever in Michigan, which he knows, the lakes are fire. And um, not actually fire, it's water, but you can see. <laughs> but um, we were walking on the beach and I just felt like pretty serious from the Lord like that. I was supposed to go into ministry and like, because I was majoring in education, wanted to be a teacher. I used to work at elementary school and everything. Some of you guys actually were some of my students back then, back in the day, so crazy. But um, I felt the Lord call me to ministry, um, and I was like, okay. And I come home, and then, you know, was a, a doofus. <laughs> and um, then I decided after, like, so I've heard Jesus call me to ministry, but then I just left Jesus in the box, and then it didn't happen. And I was just continuing to feel broken. And I finally had to just make the decision and just put my foot down and step and choose and give Jesus my yes. And just choose him, and it didn't happen overnight. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't just like, oh, nice, now I'm free. It was like, it took me just choosing Jesus. But once I made that decision and chose to say yes, then I noticed, like, I would come to church on Sunday morning. And, like, I, I can remember very vividly, like, three or four Sundays in a row of hearing Derek preach and just being like, wow, this all makes sense to me. Just because I had, like, really chose Jesus and made, gave him my everything. And, like, I started on this journey of just, like, Slowly, just like seeking Jesus with everything I have. I didn't get it figured out right away, but I started to just see my life just, just the weight just get lifted up and lifted up. And I was just feeling more and more free. And how many of you have been to Burn? You been to Burn? So in Burn 21, it was the first Burn after COVID. Um, this is like after I've experienced all this change. I'm still like riding the roller coaster up of, you know, to freedom. Eventually, we're going to get there. But at Burn 21, I was radically encountered by the Holy Spirit, and um, I like was basically, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. I was like, I was afraid of sharing who I had been living as. I had this fear holding me back. This fear of like, if people at Christ Fellowship knew what I was doing when I wasn't there, they would, would not think I'm who I am. They wouldn't let me work here anymore. They would think I suck, whatever, and. I was just like, had this weight of this fear. And of course, the whole first night, they were talking about fear. And the Lord was basically telling me the whole night that I was supposed to share like my story. And I was just like, no, oh, I ain't doing that, bro. There's like 250 people in it. I can't talk to that. And then the Lord just kept telling me. And then I finally, near the end of the first session, was like, God, if you want me to do that, you have to literally send fire from heaven. Like, I need a tangible sign. Otherwise, I'm not doing it. And I, like, as clear as day, like, as if I, like, pushed Judah in the chest right now, felt God push me on my back and, like, throw me onto the ground. I like, felt it as if somebody pushed me. And I laid there, like, crying for a long time. And then eventually I, it was a wild weekend. And I was super encountered by the Lord. And, like, I realized, wow, this is, like, real. Like, God is, like, real and he's, like, active. Like, I want to pursue him with everything that I have. 
And that was like the big moment. And then I ended up uh, applying to go on this thing called the Every Heart Tour. We're gonna get to that in a minute. But they're the people who come and like lead worship at Burn. And I applied to go on tour with them and got accepted. And so then after Burn, leading up to this summer, I had all this time preparing to leave and go with them and travel the country. And I've got this like fire lit up me. I went up to see them and visit. And it was awesome. And then I come back home and now I've got like four months until I have to leave. And I just like have to just keep figuring this out. And like, I wish I could tell you I was totally free then, but I really wasn't. I was still kind of like still riding the ups and downs. Even though I've had this crazy moment with Jesus, crazier than anything I've ever experienced, I still was riding the roller coaster a little bit. Um, and we'll get to um, when I left for the summer in a minute. But I just want to talk about like what true freedom really is. And like we've talked, like I've just mentioned all these moments, specific moments where I encountered Jesus and I like tangibly felt his presence in my life. And like these moments like, wow, this is freedom. Like, how do I get that more? And like, um, I just want to tell you that you can't get these moments on your, of your own will and accord. Like you can't. You can't follow your own will into freedom. That's only gonna lead you to more brokenness. The more you try to strive and work to be good, and like, I've gotta be a good person, or I have to do this and this so I can be free, or like, I wanna do things my way. Like, the more you lean on yourself, the more broken you're gonna find yourself. Like, even after I had these crazy encounters with Jesus, where I was like, wow, God, you're real, I want to seek you and run after you more than anything, then I would leave that and then try to do my best to get back to that through my own ability, and you can't do that. That's not how freedom works. Um, like, how many of you know there's probably tons of Christians that um, aren't walking in freedom and don't feel free? There's probably a lot. There's probably, heck, some of you are probably in this room. Maybe you're not walking in full freedom, but you believe in Jesus. And let me tell you, um, that is probably because a lot of Christians today are walking um, aren't walking in freedom because they believe in a risen king, but they're still living their life like he's in the tomb. Ooh, come on now. <laughs> they believe Jesus rose from the dead, but you're still living your life like he's in the grave, like he's not actually done that. Like when you fully grasp like what the gospel is and live like he's risen and like pay for all your sins, like that's how we get to live free. But like how, like, okay, I get you saying it, like, but how though? <laughs> like, that's cool, and I really like that, like, just tell me how to do it. And it's actually, like, quite a lot, a lot simpler than you would think. Um, I found it is just, it's just his presence. That's the answer. Freedom lies in his presence. And, um, like, how many of you guys, like, how many of you guys were at Burn? Like, how many of you would say when you were at Burn, like, that's probably some of the freest moments you had in your life? Like you've totally just like let go. Or maybe you've had a night in here where you felt totally free and like you totally were with Jesus. And like that's, like this is freedom, is me in his presence. Like I mean, like there's this crazy thing, uh, this revival going on a couple hours up the road in, at this college called Asbury College, right? Something like that, it's near Lexington. Have, have you guys seen that? There's been like worship and prayer going on at this college for like over like 10 days or something crazy. Because God's presence is there, and that's it. They just like met for their weekly chapel at this college, and God's presence came, and they were just like continuing to pray and worship and seek after it. And it's still going on right now. It's been going on for like hundreds of not hundreds, but like over hundred hours. 
And I'm hanging out my nose there. It's pretty crazy. Like, how does stuff like this, like, happen? Like, this is, like, how does, where does this, like, all these crazy things we're hearing, like, all the crazy moments I've had in this room or at Burn, like, these people in, at this college, like, they've packed out, like, two huge rooms and there's lines waiting outside. Like, what, like, how do we get that? And it's just his presence. It's just, like, being with Jesus and in his presence. That's where freedom comes from. Like, how do you experience this all the time and not just have these big moments and then crash? Because for me, that was a lot of life. It was these big moments of freedom with Jesus in his presence. Like, oh my gosh, God, you are so good. You're so worthy. And then we crash like a week later because we leave and we leave him in that box. And um, this is where I'm going to get into it. We're going to get back into my little story of when I left for last summer. So my whole job for 70 days basically was wake up and preach the gospel. And we traveled all over the country. And I just basically had thrown myself into this whole new culture of people and this whole new group of just like people my age and just peers that were like so lit up and on fire for Jesus, like so radically like running after him that I was just like blown away. I just, it was crazy. Like it was insane. And like it was not like, through my time, like, gone, I got there, we had our training week, and we got prepared and equipped to go out. And I will tell you, it's not easy to go <laughs> do that. It sounds really fun. And when we, like, we stopped here one of the weeks, and it was, like, really awesome to be with you guys. And, like, that was probably the most epic Wednesday night I've ever experienced in this room. That's when we were here that week. The Lord was so heavy in the night. And, like, it's awesome. Like, when you guys see that, you're like, man, this is so cool. They get to travel around. That's so awesome. Like, I wish I could do that. And, yes, you should so consider like going to preach the gospel or doing something like that. But I will say it's not easy to just go live like that. Just jump in a van with eight other people that you've never met before in your life and just live with them. All with like the goal to preach the gospel. And um, so it was actually really hard for me at first. Like I had a hard time for like the first three weeks or so. Because I came from a place. So I came from here where like basically it was just like me and Richie. And I basically had to, unless Richie said no, I just do whatever I wanted. <laughs> and then I was just like on the team, I didn't really have, like, a whole lot of, like, authority, which is okay. I was just, like, a part of the team. And I just had a lot of hard times of just, like, battling with, like, pride in my head. And it was stuff I didn't want to deal with. I was like, Jesus, I don't want to be even thinking this way. But I was just having such a hard time of trying to, like, through my own will, go and preach the gospel and see people know Jesus through my own will. Like, again, like I was talking about, we can't reach freedom through our own powers, only through Jesus. And over time of literally being in, like, waking up every day where the whole goal is to just seek Jesus, I eventually saw, like, my entire, like, heart and personality and mind change. Like, I came back a totally different person because every day I woke up and Jesus was the main thing. And it took me a little bit to really get, like, and into, like, really having a routine of, like, really seeking Jesus. But then eventually by the end, you're waking up and it's just like, Jesus, how can I, like, just how can I seek you and further your kingdom more? And that is honestly by the end of that summer, it's probably I reached like the most free I'd ever been in my life. Like totally free. Because I was leaning, totally leaning and relying on Jesus for everything. And it was not like I wasn't trusting my own ability. And then I was just waking up and going and seeing his kingdom come. Not worried about myself or what I wanted or what I wanted to do that day, but wake up, God, what do you want me to know? Who needs to go, like, who do I need to go talk to? And just waking up every day was, Jesus, 
how can I further your kingdom? That was my job the whole time. And um, I heard somebody named Derek Mack. He's a, one of the preachers for Circuit Riders. And I heard him, I was at a Carry the Love stop in Lynchburg, and I heard him preach the other day, and he gave this analogy that I thought was really helpful as I was kind of thinking about praying for tonight. So I was like, dude, that's fire. You just write down my notes. But he said, um, he said, it was it's insane. Um, so many people, like, if you, it doesn't matter how much you are secure in yourself and love yourself, if you look in the mirror long enough, you'll find something you don't like about yourself. If you sit looking at yourself long enough, there'll be something you don't like. And so that's what keeps us from being free is we're seeking ourselves and looking at ourselves. But if you look at Jesus and not in the mirror looking at yourself, if you're looking at Jesus and you're fixed on Jesus, all the things, the little things that would bother you if you're looking in the mirror, like, I, this doesn't have to be, like, a year about your appearance. It's just about anything. That's just an example. Like, when you seek Jesus rather than yourself, all the things that, like, like the weights that are pulling you down and, like, binding you and, like, keeping you from walking in freedom, those things go away because you're just seeking Jesus and what he wants for you and what he has for your life. And um, we're going to actually open some scripture right here for a second. Matthew chapter 28. So, if you get the Bible, turn there. You're going to be on your phone. That's cool, too. It's going to be on the screen. Um, but I'm going to read this real quick. And this kind of basically is, how many of you heard of the Great Commission? There's not a lot of hands. That's not good. But it's okay, because you're about to hear about it. <laughs> you're about to hear about it. Okay. All right. We got it on the screen. This is Matthew chapter 28, uh, verse 16 through 20. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is... Jesus' commandment for us as he left and like went ascended to heaven is to go and make disciples and to go tell of what of the goodness he's done in our life. And the second, the moment when I realized how important it is to fulfill the Great Commission and go and preach the gospel and die and be for God, that's when I experienced true freedom. When I was like, I literally don't care about myself anymore. I just care about this right here, the Great Commission of furthering Jesus' kingdom on earth and going and telling people. Because how are people going to know that Jesus died for you to have this freedom and this relationship with Jesus if no one tells them? Like, it's our job. Like, Jesus tells us to go. And through me realizing I have to go and preach the gospel and go and, like, see people know him and just tell of his goodness and tell of what he's done in my life. And we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our, our testimony. It's like that's why I'm up here literally basically just sharing with you my story. Because that's what Jesus asked us to do. Is to go and tell how he has worked in our life. And how he can work in whoever's life that you meet. Um, so I'm just, I've made a little math equation for freedom. And it's not really math, it's just words. But like, I've set it up like an equation. <laughs> but um, like, because I like to be like... It's easy to hear me say all this, like, okay, you're telling me to go, like, do all these things, but, like, it's a lot of, you're just throwing a lot of words at me. But if I want you, like, if you're writing notes down, I want you to write this down, because I feel like just knowing this and remembering this can help you a ton in just, like, walking 
trying to walk in freedom and seeking what Jesus has. So if you can, you can throw it up there, guys. Um, freedom is all these, all these things combined. Knowing the truth of Jesus and what he has done for you and seeking his presence constantly and then going out and furthering his kingdom on earth. When you are doing all of these, when all of these things come together, then you can, then, at least for me, anyway, then you walk in freedom. So like once I res truly received, this is the first part, once I truly received the gospel and understood, wow, Jesus, the only perfect man that ever went, ever lived, fully God, but also fully man, lived life, totally like, lived life on earth the same as us, but free of sin. He was tempted many times, but he, ne like he never fell. And he, then he died the traitor's death so that we could be free and have a relationship with the Father. Like, that's the first thing is what you have to understand, like, how key that is, how important the gospel is. And like, once I, once you realize that, how important the gospel is and Jesus is truth and what he's done and knowing what Jesus says about you is true. And like, walking in your identity that Jesus has given you. then you have to just be constantly seeking his presence. So that's like spending time with him like in secret place, not coming here. Like, it's great to come here and be in community, but you need to be seeking Jesus' presence constantly every day. And maybe that's hard. For me, it was kind of hard at first to make a habit of, like, seeking Jesus every day and, like, at least making some time to be with him. And I used to think it was, like, homework. Like, I had to either get up early and do it or do it late at night. And so I always struggled. And I was complaining about it one time. And Richie was like, then don't do it in the morning or at night. Do it whenever you feel like it. And I was like, oh, that's really smart. And so then I just started doing it whenever I felt like it. But like, I at some point in the day try to make time to just be me and Jesus and just be looking at him. And sometimes I don't even say anything. Sometimes it's just me in the car, no sound, just silence. Sometimes it's just me like listening to worship music and shoot basketball outside out here or just whatever. Just like, it doesn't always look the same, but like constantly seeking his presence and diving into his word, like that is the next piece of this thing. It's like, being with Jesus and seeking him in his presence constantly. Just you, not relying on other people, but just yourself and your relationship with Jesus. And once you like understand the truth, like we talked about in the first part, understanding, wow, Jesus died for me. And he says, this is who he says I am, not what the world says, but this is what Jesus says I am. And knowing that and seeking him in secret and seeking him in your room or wherever it is in the secret place and developing that relationship with him. Once you've got those two things, then we are called to go. And that's where a lot of us I think are, are have a missing piece is we're not going with the goal of like Jesus. How can I like see Your will be done? To just go and like it doesn't look like literally getting in a van and driving around the country with some crazy people. It's probably not like that for most people. most people. Don't have the luxury to do that. But all of us have the capability and ability to go out in your life and further the kingdom on earth. Like you guys all encounter people all the time who probably don't really know the true, full love of Jesus. And like we're called to go. And like I found so much freedom when I realized how important it was to go and to just spread his love and seek what he wants done on earth. That's when I found freedom because that's how I was designed to be. We were designed, you were created to know your identity, Jesus, and walk in that to see his kingdom come. And a lot of these words may be crazy to some of you guys. Maybe you're like, identity and Jesus, what the heck? I don't even know what that means. We might talk about, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But like that is, that for me, and I think probably for a lot of us, that is the key is like 
knowing, wow, Jesus is greater than anything I could ever want for my life. Let me go do that. Like, everything that I tried for myself failed and sucked. So let me go do what Jesus wants me to do. And then you will find, doing whatever you feel like Jesus wants you to do, you will find more freedom in that. And then over time, you will find, wow, life is way, 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 way better. How many of you guys have ever heard, I don't even know what verse it's from, but Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. Have you ever heard that one? He's not saying, if you love me, you will keep my commands and you will be good. And if you don't keep my commands, I don't love you and you don't love me. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, if you just love me first and just love me, then the byproduct of that is you keep my commands. It's like if you just choose Jesus first and really just like pour all your love on him and just seek him, then you won't have to try to do all of these things, all these commands he's talking about. They won't be, it'll just come. It'll just be like, you'll want to do them. Like you'll want to be um, like seeking him rather than like scrolling on your phone on TikTok or doing whatever it is that you shouldn't be doing. You know what I mean? And um, I know that sounds like a lot. And you're like, okay, well, like, but I don't know if I can do all that. I got another verse for him. So we're going to go to 2 Peter chapter 1. So like, it's easy to think, like, okay, it's cool. You're saying all that. Like, and God has all this for me. And like, to go further his kingdom on earth. And like, all these awesome things. Like, God has for me. Sure, but like, I don't know. Like, that's scary. That's like hard to, I don't know if I can do that. And the best part is that it's not really you doing that. But we're going to read this verse real quick. And then I'll hopefully... You understand, this is Peter talking, Second Peter, so. Uh, this is verse 3. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness. It's like he's given us everything that we need already to go through this. Like we have all the tools, all we have to do is just seek him. Like there's nothing in your own power that you can do to really be free. Even though the world would tell you otherwise, that's very contrary to everything you probably hear at school and everything you see on your phone when you're scrolling at night. It's like total opposite of everything the world is saying. It's super countercultural to really love Jesus and seek Jesus, but it is like the only true way to freedom. But in order to like really live this life, like like now we know how to do it, but like what is like it's still like maybe still some kind of scary. Like there's one thing that you have to learn to really walk into freedom, and it's part like it goes in with all this stuff I was talking about. Like we have to learn to overcome like fear in your heart. That's the one thing that is withholding us from stepping into like in this verse says the divine power that God's given us. What's keeping you from stepping into that is fear. Does that make sense? Are you tracking? Like fear is what keeps us from stepping into what God has for us. And sometimes you're afraid of stuff whether you realize it or not. Like sometimes you gotta dig in with Jesus and be like, Jesus, what is like, just reveal to me what I'm truly afraid of. And then maybe God will be like, you're afraid of like failing or uh, you're afraid of just like um, not living up to certain expectations or whatever, like whatever it is. Like there's so many things that like you could be, you could have a fear of in your heart that you don't even realize you're carrying. And we discover that through seeking Jesus and asking him, and getting to know him. Like fear is the one thing that is hindering us from this lifestyle of freedom. And it's what keeps us from going from these awesome moments that we talked about. Like at Burn and um, at NTS and all these epic moments. You're like, wow, I love God more than anything. I want to see Jesus all the time and every moment. And then you get back to normal life and then you're just like, oh, and you just forget about it. Because there's still fear in your heart. 
Whether you know it or not, there's fear in your heart. You got to get rid of that. And by you, I mean Jesus. You got to give it to Jesus. We're actually going to do that tonight. But a lot of these, this like fear deep in your heart creates lies that you believe about yourself. It's like these deep down like things you're afraid of, you naturally are going to, like the enemy's going to turn those things into lies about yourself and it's just going to hinder you even more from what God has for you and the identity that he has made you to walk in. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, yeah, like this fear and the lies is what we got to get rid of in order to walk in all the things I talked about, all the freedom and the little, little equation you put up there. The fear has to get out so we can really reach this goal of freedom. Fear, there's no, we gotta get fear out. So, we're actually gonna spend some time, you know, praying is really, we're just gonna do it right now. We're just gonna spend time fixed on Jesus in his presence. I'm gonna have the band come up right now. And we're just gonna sit for a moment and we're gonna see Jesus and look at him. And I'm gonna walk us through listening prayer. And so, I know we've got some new faces now, at least to me. So, some, so you've probably not ever heard like listening prayer. What even is that? So I'm going to explain. I'll always teach it to you right now. But the way a lot of us at Christ Fellowship we do this thing called listening prayer. And it's basically just like, like us closing our eyes and seeing Jesus and just asking him and listening. Asking Jesus a question of something and then listening and seeing what he's is saying to us. And so we're going we're gonna to do that right now. And if you need to get away from your friends and kind of spread out, uh, I want to invite you to do that. Um, we're just going to spend some time just really looking at Jesus and so I want you to yeah find a if you need to get, get away from your friends if you need to <laughs> like if you're going to be distracted by your friends get up and we're just going to all close our eyes and just I want you to picture Jesus so like every time I do this listening prayer I always if you come and see a pile you've heard me say this a thousand times but I'm just going to tell you again um like every time I pray, literally every time I do it like this, but I close my eyes and I picture myself with Jesus in like a, a safe place. And like one of those times I was talking about when I was in high school where I like encountered Jesus and I was like, what is this? How do I get it? Um, I was led to one of these listening prayers. Um, it was by uh, Cordy Johnson, our school director. She was leading it in like a volunteer training thing. And I saw myself with Jesus on my grandparents front porch, sitting on the porch swing where my grandfather and I used to sit, and it was like right after he passed away, and we had this, I had this vision of me sitting with the Lord there, and it like rocked me. I was like, the Lord was so like heavy in that moment. And so now like every time that I do this listening prayer, I close my eyes and I picture myself on that porch swing with Jesus looking at him, and I'm like a little kid still, and he's like so, just like big and like mighty, but also like warm and loving at the same time. So I want you to close your eyes and just get in whatever place it is. It doesn't have to be it, uh, like a real place. It could be totally a fictional like place, just somewhere that you would feel comfortable. I want you to be there. Yeah, just really just, just quiet your mind. You just let any like distractions leave. Like whatever's going on in life outside of here, it doesn't matter right now. Just looking at Jesus and we're seeing him. So now that you see yourself with Jesus here, and then you're not there, maybe you feel like it's okay. 
but as you're sitting here with Jesus in whatever place this is, just you and him, you're looking at you're looking at him. Just see his face for a second, actually. I just want you to just, just sit and look at him and just like see all the details around you. Like, what does the ground feel like? What does the air smell like? Like what is he like what's he look like? Is he like what's he doing? Just look at him. Really watch intently what Jesus is doing. parts of your heart that you don't even, that you've not even tapped into, the deepest parts of your heart, and reveal what fear you have that's hindering you from walking in freedom.
ask Jesus, Jesus, what do you say is true about me? Jesus, what do you, who do you say I am, Jesus? What is the truth? What do you call me? Spirit, 
and that we would truly embrace and be in your presence right now, Jesus. Meet us right now.